Hey, it's Wilson. It's the Dynamite recap and other stuff. I had a thing. Did I say it's Dear Tony? It's Dear Tony. Dear Tony pod at gmail.com. I had this thing while, while I was taking notes the other day on Dynamite and Rampage. That as it was going along, I was like, God, my handwriting sucks. I'm very uh, chicken scratch, you know. And then now looking back a couple days later, I can't even, I can't read some of this stuff. I have no idea what was, uh, and so part of this is going to be me trying to decipher uh, my notes and then i have to pull up a recap just so i can maybe it'll all click together this is dynamite 201 correct because the other one was 200 this is in columbus ohio it started with the jericho appreciation society having a meeting which i called i was like this is good you gotta have it it's a jericho feud you gotta have that meeting uh Jericho, I have Jericho goes back. So I, I'm guessing he went through like the history of the group and like what they've all accomplished. At one point, they, I'm, I'm assuming that's what I meant. I also might have been in some kind of way when I was taking these notes. I don't know. I did, there, there was a shot to the crowd, and this really kind of underlined a wrestling thing. And it was, you know, a couple rows and it, it was like five guys. They all had the same haircut, brown hair, closely cropped, trimmed brown beards. And they're all clapping and smiling. And it just, it was like they're all clones of you. It was like identical. It was weird. It was, it was definitely of the wrestling depth. They all, I don't remember what they were wearing, but they probably were all wearing black wrestling t shirts. I'm, I'm telling you, uh, wrestling there's a certain i mean hell look i don't want to throw stones you know i have brown hair i have a beard that's trimmed i had a better i'll say this i had a, I have a better haircut than all those guys sorry now imagine one of those guys listening and being like my haircut's not bad mine's better oh look I, i'm gonna say i've always had a great head of hair so I do different. I do crazy stuff. Sometimes it's long. Sometimes it's shaved. Sometimes I don't. You know, I don't give a shit. This is. <laughs> this is going to be about my hair now. Yeah. I'm just just looking over. Oh, uh, Jericho says. <laughs> Jericho says. Oh, you guys think it? You know, you guys all come out here, even though this was a planned segment. Jericho accuses them that they all come, came out here without him knowing. Like, so then he was like, oh, I got to go out there. I guess it's happening now. It's like, hey, Jericho, there's a format sheet backstage. Check out the format sheet. Uh, Daniel Garcia starts it off. And he, he's, does, he, took, he cuts a good little promo. And but that's when I noticed the crowd is very polite. The crowd the whole night seemed to me like they'd pop for some things, but they couldn't like muster to get up for much. Like the pop, but it was always very tame. Like polite pops, like we know this is good. Clap, clap, clap. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I'm still thinking about my hair. Been getting a lot of compliments about my hair last couple weeks. That's why I know it's a damn good haircut. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's, uh, as one woman said, you know, it's the best haircut. Because I said, I don't I do not do, they were like, what do you do? And I was like, I don't do shit. I wake up in the morning and I go with my day. And she said, that's the best kind of haircut. I was like, yeah, you know, she's got a point. Dan uh, Garcia, they clap for the, the promo and his little, like, he angrily dances in Jericho's face and then walks off. The crowd definitely is like they want Jay Hager to say something about the hat. 
they kind of just kept like little chants of like hat, hat, hat. <laughs> he likes the hat. So finally he kind of says that he's out. Then Tay is up, and I'm thinking, wait. Tay came along. Tay Milo came along with Sam and Guevara. Why? She was never, I mean, I guess she was part of the group, but Anna Jay was the member, right? Like the female member. And then it became, then Sammy got involved with Tay Milo, and she just kind of became part of the group. But then she's gone on record that she felt like she kind of got lost in the shuffle with that when she was kind of doing her own thing up until that point. But so she gets the mic. And uh, she just kind of cuts a pro, you know. I just feel like that promo was a little bit unearned. Like, because everyone's talking about, you know, Jericho's saying all these accomplishments everybody's done, but Tay specifically has gotten lost in the mix. So, if she should, I guess she should be upset uh, that, uh, you know, that Jericho Appreciation Society and being involved with Sammy Guevara derailed her career a little bit. Uh, they bring up the pregnancy. So she leaves. And I thought, okay. Uh, I guess at this point I go, okay, so Sammy's going last. Uh, Anna Jay cuts a rough promo. She quits. And cool hand, Lou. Cool hand. Angelo. Uh, Parker. He gets it. Now, he says at this point, he goes... He says something along the lines of, you know, I've loved coming out here every week and asking everybody who's here. What do you say? Who's who here's having a bad hair day? How's your hair day? One, I've never if I he said this, I don't recall it. I don't remember this being an actual catchphrase. Was he saying it on dark? I wasn't watching dark. When where is he? When was he saying it? it got no reaction? Nobody knew what he was talking about. Uh, so he quits and. <laughs> Tony Schiavone. Tony Schiavone goes, I never thought that Cool Hand would ever get to that place. Like, he's never, he's, and I'm like, Tony Schiavone. Dear, dear Schiavone, come on. Tony Schiavone, I feel like lately he's been laying it on. Like, he's gotten, whoever's, you know, maybe it's uh, Khan in the earpiece or something, but he's been saying stuff where it's like, we'll get to it later. It happens again where it's like, there's no there, there. There's, you're, you're making stuff. Like, we've never seen Angelo. Like to say, wow, I've never, I would never see Angela Parker be like, the, you know, it's like, I never have even considered. I mean, I, the, the inner circle, I remember more than the Jericho, like they had more uh, vignettes and they felt like more of a group. They had a lot more uh, matches. To, I mean, Jericho Appreciative Society has been around and they've had matches, but it's just that. It never, it always was a, a tad disconnected, maybe in my mind. Uh, so then Daddy Magic gets the mic. And I was waiting for this because I love Daddy Magic. And I even wrote here, look, I did, you know, it's my new thing. I'm stealing it from Meltzer. He doesn't say this, but he does like to, whoever Dave Meltzer likes, he'll say they need to put a title on him. That's his go-to. So I'm saying right now, Daddy Magic, belt him. Put a belt on this man. Give him the TNT title. Fuck it. So Daddy Magic cuts a great promo uh, about how he loves this man and this and that, and then he got, you know he quits on him too. And uh, Taz says that was stiff. Okay, so then Sammy gets it, and I was kind of already like bracing myself. I never like Sammy Guevara promos. I don't think he's great. They really are still sticking to the we've we must cheer this man. He's just it's never gonna happen. So, what did I write here? Now, Sammy. I didn't know. Hey, Sammy's wearing his inner circle vest. Okay. I appreciated that. I nodded along with that. And he just says, I'm neutral. And he's like, I'll be your friend and I'll be around later. But he's leaving. And Tony goes, Hey, he's a stand up guy. And, you know, I was shocked. There were some actual Sammy chants. I look. I'll 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 eat crow on that. They the crowd was kind of into it of him standing up. I mean they weren't huge, but they were chanting like they weren't. Uh, he wasn't getting his usual reaction when he's cutting a promo, which is uh, apathy. Uh, so then we get 
the Young Bucks versus the Hardys. And this was your what your Hardys matches are going to be now, which are, uh, you know, they're, they're older guys. They've been through the ringer. Uh, oh, I did put Isaiah Cassidy and uh, Ethan Page come out, and I'm like, are the Hardys and these two guys some kind of dumb stable? Like, why are they... Why are they coming out? Like, I, not necessary. Uh, I did, you know, I got it. You know, I'm chuckling. I'm sitting in my recliner. I'm chuckling. Jeff Hardy. Let's look how old Jeff Hardy is. Let's see. At what point does Jeff Hardy stop dancing at the top of the entranceway? Let's see how old he is. Let's look it up. He is 45 years old. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're in the same realm. I don't think that I would uh, be dancing up at the top of the runway. I mean, at, I mean, I just was picturing five years from now, if he's still doing it and just the thing with the arm up and the other arm and the, and the thrusting and the, maybe just do the, he does that thing where he puts the namaste, you know, he does that a lot. Maybe just do the namaste. You know, kind of stand at the top of the ring and kind of bow to everyone, kind of acknowledge and, you know, kind of, hey, there's got to be an age. Like if you saw Disco Inferno dancing or Alex Wright, well, Alex Wright, how was Alex Wright? If you saw him dancing, I think you would still people would be like, hey, way to go. Maybe people that will turn to that way to go. You're still doing it. Alex Wright, he's 48. I bet he still does it. If he was offered, I bet if he... I'm, Look, Alex Wright, prediction time. Alex Wright will show up on Dynamite television at some point. I promise you. And he will dance. My God, are they going to have him and uh, Daniel Garcia dance off? That would be amazing. Fuck it. Dear Tony, Alex Wright, Daniel Garcia. I've I've completely changed my mind. It's fine if old men are dancing. Okay. This has to be the Hardy's last run. That's another note. It has to be, right? This has to be. I cannot see the WWE even like trotting them out in this shape and being like, I guess maybe, but I mean, they'd be eating losses like they were when they're on the way out. Like they don't, they wouldn't have anything for them, but it's got to, I was just like, guys, hang it up. That's my, my, I, I, you know, it's just, come on, it's time. It's time. I'm also, you know, of that mind of like, I just don't need them on my TV. I'm ready to move on. I don't need nostalgia acts at all. I mean, though I just was crowing. <laughs> I need Alex Wright. I need them in like this RVD thing, like a or once in a while, like thing as an angle. That's fine. Cause that's what the RVD thing was. It's about this build up to the Taz thing. That's fine. But I don't need a run. I don't need anybody's run unless it's their last. Like, it's like, oh, this is my, like, a sting thing. Like, I don't need his nostalgia act either. I don't really like watching him uh, drop himself on his head or, you know, fall from great heights. Old people shouldn't be falling. That's established. That's like a rule. Don't fall when you're old because it just leads to, it's like grandpa fell and now he's in the hospital with pneumonia. So, like, if Sting has this last run and it's leading to him losing and fucking off forever, fine. But I don't need the Hardys, like, in the tag team scene. Don't need it. Don't want it. And if you're somebody that's going to a show specifically to see the Hardys, I don't know what to tell you. There's no way you haven't seen them before. Maybe, I don't know. But just, like, Maybe I'm also speaking to somebody who's seen them and been watching wrestling. It's also yeah, it's that it's that thing. I'm good. I'm good on the Hardy. I've seen my fair share. Let's see. What do I have here? I'm trying to read my notes here. I wrote this as match is methodical if JR was <laughs> the pace is methodical. Uh, also, watching... Okay, Larry, listen up. Watching the Bucks work with the Hardys. And they're working at the Hardys' speed, okay? Appreciate the Young Bucks. Do it. 
these guys are so good and they've been so good for so long. I'm telling you. I will get into this. I don't know if it's going to be Rampage or Collision. I think we'll do a Collision. We'll talk about all the punk stuff on the Collision recap because that's when it happened. But right now, the Bucks, look. I was a big Sean guy and uh, Sean Michaels. And boy, when that guy at his time, a lot of people weren't fans of him when he was on top. And. He was chomping his gum, and he was <laughs> flying to the moon high as a kite. But, man, it's, you know, I'm watching. They're about to, you know, they get the mics afterwards, after the match. They win. And Matt Jackson <laughs> is doing this thing with his jaw that he's always done, where he's, like, chewing gum. He's not really, but he's, like, moving his jaw around. And he does it when he's. It's his go-to for I'm uh, amped up, I'm annoyed, I'm uh, frustrated. He's he's grinding, he's moving his mouth. I can't, if you could see, you can't see me right now. He's <laughs> and uh, it's that kind of stuff that I could see annoying people, but I think to Shawn Michaels and like chomping gum and making goofy faces, and I specifically was thinking about. Uh, uh, was it this or later? But I was thinking about like DX a little bit. Like these guys, like I know their influences were the Hardys and all that stuff, but just the stuff they do is just like it's the you either love it's just like the Sean. I'm sorry, it's just like the Sean stuff. You either love them or you hate them. And uh, when you hate them, I, I'm gonna say you don't get it. You don't get it. Next. And by the way, I'm the authority on this. You're wrong. I'm right. Moving along. Uh, da, da, da. So FTR comes out. They raise the belts. And by God, this Charlotte, or this uh, Columbus crowd, were they in Columbus? They were in Columbus. I have Charlotte. Why Were they in Charlotte? No. Where were they? Let me look it up here. Where were they? Well, I wrote it down. It's in Columbus. Okay, why do I have Charlotte? Because I'm dumb? Maybe somebody said Charlotte. But anyways, this crowd in the middle of the country was chaining all in. <laughs> That's, I mean, look. Why... Tony Khan was going to book anything but this match for all. And I don't know. And this podcast is addressing him all at all times. Dear Tony, why? Why? What was the thought process on that? And at what point, who in the room was like, that's stupid. Why are we not doing FTR versus the Young Bucks at Wembley? We'll talk. We will talk about the Wembley because it shapes up in this card. And we'll talk about it. And I'll take a a lap on that one. And that, you know, it's you know, what I've said about it and what my thoughts. Okay, so stay tuned. Settle down. Take it easy. This is already longer than, than the return app. So this crowd was chanting all in, which I was like, hey, you know, the, hey, look, I'm right. You're wrong, Larry. People want to see this match. They're in Columbus, Ohio, chanting all in. So, okay. Let me look. Let me look something up real quick because I meant to and then I didn't. Let me see here. 9-21-22 EW Women's 4-Away. Who was in it? it was Grand Slam. It was such a quick clip. Athena. Okay. That was the one I was missing. Okay. 
So, this. You want to talk about WWE's shit? They, hello. That was my hand. Noted. So, they recap Sheeta winning the world title. And then Excalibur says over the package, some of the most intense battles in AEW women's world history have taken place in women's four ways. And I was like, they they did? And then I, you know, I'm a quick thinker, and I went, maybe he's talking about, like, the history, like, you know, there was the f- women's four-way at, at the original All-In, and then that, like, that's... In Tony Khan's mind, he's like, see, it's a it's a tried and true tradition. And even though I think that's a Ring of Honor library, so they would own the rights to that, I think. But here's the video pack. By the way, I wrote at the top video package disease. <laughs> I mean, it's been heavy lately of just like I'm okay with it to like let's say you're watching the pay-per-view and they do a little like recap of how we got to here. I like that. That's fine. We've been getting a lot of that throughout the weeks. It's 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 falling into that uh, WWE thing of like, did you did you for, look? And I forget even with the recap, so I don't give a shit. But it's that. Did you do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember this hitting me over the head? And you know, maybe it's, I don't remember even if uh, in the video package it doesn't help me. Nor do I care. Just just tell me just what's going. Let's just go. But here's the matches that they put in. They listed them by, you know, by date. I don't know if this is all of them, but this is what they listed. January 1st, 2020. Britt versus Naya versus Riho versus that uh, Yuka, the magic uh, carpet gal. Uh, she's I like her, so it's not, I just can't remember. Is it Suzuki, Yuka Suzuki or Suzaki? Or... Don't remember who won. I'm going to guess Rio or Britt. Then a couple months later, March 18th, 2020. Chris Statlander, Rio, Penelope Ford, and Cheetah. I guess Rio or Cheetah? Maybe? I don't remember. This is, and I get, okay. So then another couple months later, May 13th, 2020. Statlander, Penelope Ford, Cheetah, and now Britt's back. Don't remember who won. Gonna guess Britt? I don't know. September 4th, 2022. That's two years, over two years later, if I'm doing the math (laughs) as I'm taking notes. This long storied history of AEW intense battles for the women's world title. They went without for a couple years. I don't know what happened over those couple years, but it was Sheeta, Tony, Storm, and Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. Okay, don't know who I don't remember who won that. And then the last one, Grand Slam, September, uh, not even less than a couple weeks later, September twenty first, twenty twenty two. Tony Storm, Serena D, Britt Baker, and Athena. And I think Tony won that one because I just looked up to see if I got the pe- people right. Because that one was, I mean, you didn't see anything on that last clip. So they say, hey, there's going to be a four way at all in, and it's going to be uh, Sheeta. And Anna Jay, their match now is also for the in the tournament. This is for the world title and also to get into the, the finals. And it's going to be Bunny versus Britt next week. And then Soraya versus Sky Blue and Rampage. And I wrote, no, this is going to be bad. And then Tony uh, gets a bye, which I was like, she just lost the title. I guess she could get a bye, but why is she to the champion other than she's just on tonight? Why isn't she getting a bye? Whatever. So there you go, the women's match, which I think I called. I was like, God, are they really going to do a women's multi? Well, just to get people on the show, are they really going to do it? Now, could of Tony? Tony, he's very, you know, that sign that was in the crowd, very gotten to. Uh, could they have had maybe a women's tag or a multi-women's tag and also then a singles, couple singles with the uh, 
Chris and the uh, uh, Sheeta, you know, just to have a couple. So it's three women's matches. I think we're going to get two. One is going to be with Chris. Might even be like not even for the title. Maybe like a tag thing. Or that might be the multi-win. And then it's going to be this four-way. That's my guess. He's damned if he does, damned if he don't. The depth just isn't there. Who are you filling the spots with? Even this one was it's like Soraya, which is like, yeah, it's at Wembley, but man, it's just not there. It's just not there. Uh, unfortunately, haters hurt. That's too bad. I mean, who do you got? Rojo? Rojo? Ru- Ruby Soho. <laughs> uh, Thunder Rose is not back. I'm trying to think of like some, like, let's get some in ring going here. Bring Jade back for Wembley. Come on. I'll get into this Wembley stuff. I'm not really too concerned about All In at all. And I'll go into why. You can hear my seat. Can you hear the seat? Okay. I'll try not to jostle. So we get the MJF Adam Cole recap. And it said they go. Uh, Last week, they celebrated, uh, you know, MGF and M. Cole agreeing to be the main event at Wembley. Uh, and uh, M. Cole's going to take MGF to a trampoline park. And it's more of this, you know, I said in the beginning, I was like, God, Adam Cole is always presented. He presents himself as a dork. And I, I, I'm, 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 I'm being worked. Are they leaning into that now? Have they acknowledged this? I guess so. I'm I'm along for the ride, but then it's like I thought, you know, I didn't hate this. It was fine. I don't know why. I guess I just didn't know why we were doing it. I thought we were already like, we've done all the vignettes. I don't know how long this thing plans on going, but uh, I I can't remember my notes. Turning into. I don't know what this says. Turning into wub. I did like the kids getting hit with the dodgeballs by MJF. I didn't like, there's one kid that had his tongue hanging out, and I was like, one, I would have like just not put that in there and just like, you're fired. Let's, why are you overacting? Come on, leave that to the wrestlers. Uh, I don't know what this note means. Uh, well, yeah, I can't go. I also have it here from Adam Colton. Wow, I kick goes. I don't know. I don't know what that means either. Wow, I kick goes. Uh, BCC best friends recap. The BCC cut a promo and they say Pack is at home, and they're really hitting that up. And so I was like, okay, so it's gonna be Pack. It's gonna be OC Eddie and Pack again, and Pack will be like the surprise at Wembley. That's what I'm thinking. This is going uh, three on three, Yuta, Claudio, and, and Mox. Uh, which can. I've seen it brought up international title and it's not being defended. Odd. Or maybe it'll be like Eddie and Pac, like Eddie versus Claudio, and they're like, you don't have a partner, you know? Eddie and Pac versus Claudio and Wheeler, and then maybe it'll be Mox and, and OC for the international title, which I, you know, Mox winning the international title, that's fine, especially after they've done this whole long thing of OC and all the defenses and all that. And Mox went, that's fine. That's cool. So then Cherick Perry, someone's, come on now, someone's listening. Every week I've been pounding about Jack Perry being the next Shawn Michaels. <laughs> and every week he's getting a little bit, you know, I was like, grow up the five o'clock shot, you know, get the song, you know, chomp the gum. He's has the Shawn hair. He's got the little, like, what's long, but then he's got the, like, the little bit pulled back, which I also brought up. Is he going bald when he had pulled into a pony? So this kind of, this kind of saves that. 
He's wearing Jerry Lynn tights. And I was like, come on, Larry. Where are you? He's wearing them. Come on. And then Tony Khan, you know, flashing his nerd credentials, licensing Pantera, and he's coming out. And Hardy's getting up there. That's what I wrote. And uh, there's a ref bump at some point in this match. It was just, you know, an RVD. Again, it was like the same thing with the Hardys. It was like kind of like RVD moving at kind of half speed of what he used to do. Uh, Jack Perry working to his speed. And there was a ref bump at one point. And he's just lying there. And I started doing that thing where I'm like, I was kind of obsessing over something that just we all as wrestling fans accept. But I was just like, the idea that this man, <laughs> this human being is laying unconscious <laughs> and no one cares. They just keep wrestling. And this happens a lot with ref bumps. The match just keeps going. Now, if a wrestler is bleeding or ref wrestler's injured, the match stops. The X is thrown up. Gloves are brought out for the blood. A ref goes down. No one gives a shit. This guy could have brain bleed. Who knows? No one's checking on him. No one cares. He's just a spe- every ref is just expected to come to on their own. It's not right. Lobby runs out. Does she check on the ref? I don't think so. She comes up to, to count. Uh, Jack wins. And, uh, I guess we'll move on. I don't know if I mean we're coming close on all in or all out. Like I thought maybe we'd get another ECW legend, but uh, I don't. uh, I don't know. Uh, It's it's it's, again. It's a pretty typical AEW build. It's like all of a sudden I think Tony Khan's like, oh shit, this thing's coming up on me. (laughs) Uh, Jack is winking and smiling into the camera. He's making kissy faces. Love it. Keep doing it. Uh, and this is when I was talking about the crowd. So now we'll get the Lucha Brothers doing promos. And they do the Sierra Mato. And uh, I say that right. <laughs> and it was just met with complete silence. <laughs> so it's just like, where are you, Columbus? They're up. They're down. MGF and Cole come out. Uh, to cut a promo. And uh, Adam Cole's making faces. And uh, is this where I was thinking about? This might have been where I was thinking about DX. Adam Cole's making faces. That's, yes. Uh, Okay. Okay. So, with the vignettes, the goofy vignettes, and like Adam Cole making faces in the ring... And they're being dorky. I mean, I flash back to those old DX segments with the like the hamming it up and the bad comedy and the goofy fate mugging into the camera. And uh, like it just, you know, people go, oh, it was better than it was different. It's the it's the same. I promise you I watched it. It's the same shit. It's the exact same goofballs. I promise you. And I was. Does this go? Am I about to bleed into my. uh, uh, I'm going to talk about my. The age thing. I was going to talk about with that birthday that I've had. Is that going to bleed into that? It's about. You know. Memories. I'm trying to recall my own thought. Memories become. Sad as you get older. And. By God, I bet there's been a song or two written about that. But happy memories as you get older, due to you becoming older, become sad memories. I bet there's even been movies or TV shows that have covered this. Many, I bet books have covered this. My God, this is not an original thought. But I feel like the people seem to forget that when they're talking about things were better. It was, it was better because, not because you're sadder now. Things, as you, look, we're all going to die. Okay. We're all going to die. <laughs> and with as you get closer to that, inevitably, you will become, as you, it, it lingers in your mind more, the passing of time, it makes everything that happened before when you were not closer to death and you were happier, you know, it tinges it as a bittersweet thing. So then you compare everything now, which is exactly the same as bad or not as good when in actuality it's just that you've traveled time 
does this any of this make sense? So you're just wrong. It's the exact same thing because the people that are young think this is good. And as they get older, they will be like, ah, things were better than when I wasn't as close to death. Does that make sense? Okay. So they challenge for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. Uh, I put angle what what I think. What does that mean? Angle. Uh, oh, what I think. It's telling me, say what you think. Okay. I think this is going to be an angle, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's smart as hell, to be honest. Because it's going to be, they challenge on for the pre-show. And there's been some good pre-shows in AEW pay-per-view history. There's been some nothing, didn't matter, uh, pay-per-view pre-shows. And it's at Wembley. Let's get them all in the building. Nobody's going to want, this is one of the bigger, hotter acts. Probably one of the most popular things going right now in AEW, unfortunately. (laughs) And let's get everybody in. Everybody's going to want to see what happens. I'm guessing this is what, okay, I don't like the fantasy book. And I'm going to say, okay, let me move on here. Okay, so this is, I think this is smart. Get everybody in the building. Everybody's going to want to see it. Everybody's going to tune in, and then you're going to do something that's going to be like, if there's anybody that's on the fence, they're going to see that crowd, and they're going to see how hot the crowd is for this. Uh, for this, You know, this is going to be a good match, too. I, I promise you. I hope. Should be good. Aussie Open's great. And they're going to, uh, uh, they're going, it's going to be those last minute buy of like, you know what? God damn it. I got to see this show. I got to see what happens with this, whatever angle they shoot. So then i also put, by the way, MGF is so good, by the way. So good. I know that's, wow, what a hot take. So then Rod, Roderick Strong comes up. This is going to come up. So Roderick Strong is out there. He's going, Adam, Adam. He still has his neck brace on. Adam. And we've talked about it. They have made Roderick Strong look like such a loser, such a loser during this whole storyline. And then MGF promptly just destroys him. To the point, to the point, like so then like the kingdom remember they're still now they're involved in this and they come to comfort roderick strong cries into matt taven's chest and they walk off so pause roderick strong is good i don't know you know he's got he's has he has some personality they haven't shown it and they weren't showing it in nxt when he was there either he's good and i hope that this is all leading. What I said that my hope for all this, my look, go back, check the receipts. I'm hoping that this brings us back. This whole thing brings us back to dickhead Adam Cole, who's actually kind of cool, <laughs> not like wearing an oversized halo jacket, and who's uh, just, you know, I said my favorite Adam Cole version is suck my dick, Adam Cole. <laughs> uh, and I'm hoping they go the other way and just go full, uh, you know, they've set up the MGF babyface run that they kind of like teased with. And now everybody, they were ready for it. And now they're really ready for it. And it's going to line up with CM Punk who wants everybody to boom and boom. you got a big, nice, hot program that we're finally getting back to now. That's my hope. And my hope is that on this tag match or in the pay-per-view that Roderick Strong is part of the turn and is like, this is all a ruse. I'm not a loser. But then people can be like, you you know, he was properly buried here to the point that I think a crowd would be like, they would hate him now that he's being a dickhead, you know, and he's actually like part of this, whatever, you know. And I'm thinking maybe the kingdom's part of it for whatever reason, but you got Cole, maybe you bring Kyle Riley kind of comes back. So then you got like a five-man group, right? You got Bennett, Taven, Cole, O'Reilly and uh, strong and they're doing some kind of new they're not I think they do want to steer clear the undisputed era thing I think that's why there might be this might be a new faction arising that's some kind of like 
I don't even know what they'd call it. They just keep calling it the kingdom. Don't know. Cole slaps MGF and then they hug. Moving on. I think also, too, they were laying heavily into, oh, well, MGF, of course, is going to turn on Cole. God, I hope not. I really don't. I do not want Adam Cole as a baby. I don't want it. Dear Tony, get it away. Collision recap. Next. BCC versus the Lucha Brothers. I have here, I might have to save it for... Uh, at this point, I think I'd heard some of the CM Punk stuff or something at this point when I'm writing that he had cut a promo at, at the end of Collision, you know, it's that last Saturday. And I was thinking about Mox and he was like, because Mox is out there and he's and he was big thing with AEW. He's like, they let me do what I want. And this is like where anybody can kind of do their own thing and find who they are. And like, he's very big about the freedom AEW allows him. And then CM Punk, you have to, <laughs> if I was, if I'm, that's my take on it. If that's me and that's my take on AEW. And, and, and look, who started the company flat out? I'm getting bleeding into it a little bit. Okay. So this company has started and it has started specifically on record because Tony Khan could sign Jericho, uh, the the Bucks, Omega, and uh, any and Rhodes, and he had his like little core. And then they helped you know bring another talent. They wanted CM Punk. He said no. He wanted to see this thing. Uh, I'm getting into it, but I'll get into it at, on Rampage. But. <laughs> If you're Moxley, aren't you thinking, what a prick? <laughs> like, goddamn. Uh, like, to be clear, it's wrestling. Like, who cares? But just as a workplace thing, I'm thinking, I'm like in this place because of this certain stuff, and now it's all just kind of fucked up. <laughs> and I got to listen to shit. <laughs> Which I think he, he's, he's said something along the lines of the same stuff. I have Penta beat him. Penta Benton. Weak finish. They put over BCC as dominant. Okay. I don't really remember the match. It was fine. Uh, Alex Marvez is with Kenny Omega. And he's going to talk about Wembley and his future at... Uh, with JR next week. Let's sit down and interview. And now it's Marvis says, can I get a scoop? And they just cut away. So nobody gives a shit about the scoops thing. I don't know. <laughs> they just cut. Uh, to, what does it say? Bored, no. I don't know. Can't read my writing. Mogul Embassy's out. Do you, And I wondered to myself, Anytime the swerve is out, does Dave Meltzer think, are we ever going to get Keith Lee versus Swerve Strickland? Will there will there ever be a conclusion to that feud that isn't just in, in Tony Khan's mind that it had, has happened? Uh, no, and I don't think anybody cares. Meltzer a bit cares, though. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. So at some point I started. Oh, I was I stopped watching Dynamite to uh, look at old clips of Wembley, like like live shows, and of course like the Queen performances come up. And uh, I thought, <laughs> yes, I'm a wrestling. I thought, boy, Tony, Tony Khan, dear Tony, you gotta, you know, you don't have to do anything, but you gotta book Amy Sakura, right? Her whole thing is uh, Freddie Mercury. Put Amy Sakura on the show. Put her in Wembley. Come on. Do the right thing. Be a nice guy. Uh, oh, and then I watched the... Uh, I've never seen the movie, the Queen movie, with the... What's his name? Oh, the, the weird-looking kid. Uh, Rom. Something Rom. Where he played Freddie Mercury, you know, and all that. And... Having just watched the actual live performances and then watching 
this lifeless, like CGI crowds, and he's placidly lip syncing to like the songs, which you, I mean, you, I just watched the guy actually perform them and he's sweating and he's got energy and he's moved and it's just a dry Ram, whatever his name is, as Freddie Mercury. And he's just, his face is, he's just, <laughs> they had like the Pepsi and beer, like Pepsi cups and beer cups on the piano. And uh, I was like, I promise you, somebody's like, what a detail we put in. That's just like that on that one, when that song that he, it's just like, not enough, not even the same energy, not even the same vibe. What do we do? Why are music biopics so bad? I, I can't even think of a good one that I like. Email me, dear Tony pod at gmail.com. What is one good music biopic? I don't even like the Elvis one everyone liked. I like, I mean, it made me laugh. It, uh, has anybody seen this Elvis one? I'm going to spoil it right here. I'm going to give a big spoiler for the Elvis one that came out a couple years ago, a year ago, whatever it was. So he's becoming Elvis and he starts doing his Elvis dancing. And the, and the women are losing it. And he turns to his bandmates and he's going, what's going on? Why are they, well, why are they reacting like that? And the guy's left. I don't, I think I've got this line correct. It's been a minute since I've seen it, but he goes, it's your wiggling. Keep wiggling. <laughs> and I don't think that happened in real life. If it did, that's very funny. It's your wiggling. Keep wiggling. So he did. Elvis keeps wiggling and all the women lose their minds. But it's just stupid. Like, and then Tom Hanks is like freaky. Like, what in the world is going on with that? And he's like making him, uh, he's making him Dutch. What did he make him in that thing? <laughs> he made the Colonel Dutch or something like that. He did some kind of weird accent. He, uh, but then the, I didn't even see the Queen thing. Either. I mean, I, I can't think of one. I'm trying to think. One music biopic that I think is very good. It's all the same beats. That's two. It's like, that's why uh, Behind the Music was so popular. It's the same beats. You're going to get the same tropes of human like, <laughs> excess and greed and fall and rise. And you know who likes movies? Larry. Uh, also that Elvis thing I think that's the first time I can call well it's become a trend now now it's a thing to call out method acting and be like that's stupid like it happened with the succession guy or even his fellow cast members were like yeah it's uh, it's, uh, it's kind of annoying but then it's <laughs> People calling out the kid that played Elvis. Like, why is he still talking like Elvis? What is happening? He was like, oh, I was just so in the role. You know, I was all by myself. And it's like, well, you're from Orange County. Like, stop. And then by the time he went to the Oscars, he'd kind of like stopped. <laughs> he kind of got the message. He was like, oh, I've, magically during the uh, press tour, and people kept, kept kind of laughing at me. I, I figured it out. I sound like myself again. That kid is good, by the way, in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He's the uh, Tex, you know, the Manson family. Uh, watch that movie, then watch Elvis and go, okay, what? Why is he doing the Southern thing? Anyways. I digress. I have here anonymously... Anonymity. I don't know what I put here. Darby called out. Friends. Sting. Someone points to the Wembley thing. Oh, yeah. Didn't like that. Someone pointed at Wembley. Something. Gregory and Nick Wayne. I don't know. Did you hear that Nick Jackson tried to buy PWG? from uh, Super Dragon and was turned down. 
So that's in the future. There's no way. At one point, he's going to drop. He's going to offer something that's, I mean, super drag. Come on. Just sell the fucking thing. Uh, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the, uh, whoops. Oh, God. I've lost it now. Hold on. Jesus Christ. Oh my god. This is coming in a problem. This is a problem. Okay, got it back. I'm trying to figure out what the hell I was writing about. <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> You know, Jungle Boy's only 26. We were talking about age. Guy's got a got a run in him. He's gonna you see, give him time. He's 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 gonna get there. He's gonna get there. I probably was just like jotting down notes because I really just could not care. Um, you know. I'm okay with this stuff, you know. It's okay, it's fine. But basically, oh, did I? Is that what I was trying to write? What the? A graveyard, the coffin match, maybe. So it's going to be Sting and Darby versus uh, Swerve and Ar Fox in a coffin match. Okay. Dave replacement. Why do I have Dave replacement? I said, I think in episode one, a lot of this will be, I promise you, a lot of this will be me trying to figure out my own notes. And uh, that was a Wilson promise. OC gets a pop. OC came out? Did he really? OC pop tag Darby. Maybe that's after the OC they announced them the match. Dave replacement. I don't know why I wrote Dave replacement. So the main event? Question mark. Oh Tony. Tony's gotten to. He's putting Anna Jane Sheeta in the main event. And uh, there was a Sheeta chant and uh Sheeta won. Okay, going to Wembley. That was it. That was the show. I mean, that was like, okay, all right. Uh, it was okay. Um, you know, we still got, well, I mean, now, at this current moment in time, we've got, what, a couple more dynamites, a couple more collisions, a couple more rampages. That's a lot of TV time. Uh, let's talk about Wembley. Let's do it right now. Okay, so what do we got? Let me look it up real quick. What do we got for the Wembley card? Type in Wembley card. The Wembley card shuffler comes up. Wembley card all in. Let's look at somebody. Somebody did a prediction for the Wembley card. When was this written? I'm kind of curious to see what they said. This is Wrestle Talk. What do they got here? When was this written? This isn't prediction. They're just saying this is what's happened. It's not. That's not predicting the Wembley card. Okay, what do we got so far? Well, we have MGF Adam Cole for the world title. That was a lock. FTR versus Young Bucks. That was changed, but now that's, I mean, that's an anticipated match. I think that's why a lot of stuff is like, I'm sure they have a direction now, but 
my God. Now it's like, now it's, now it, they are, they're hearing that. Well, they weren't prepared for this. They don't have any stories for this. What's happening with this? Why is it all? It's because of the damn tag team match got changed. Uh, and so now everything else is now up in the air. Uh, you're going to have Sheeta versus Storm versus Soraya. Spoilers for Rampage that I'm going to record right after this. Uh, versus, who was, oh, uh, who was the other person that's going to be? Oh, Brett. It'll be Brett. And then Debra Allen and Sting versus A.R. Fox and Swerve Strickland in a coffin match. And in the pre-show, Aussie Op- oh, uh, Samojo versus CM Punk. And then uh, Aussie Open versus uh, MJF and M. Cole for the Ring of Honor title. Okay, so when they announced this show, uh, Tony Khan was saying that he was expecting 40,000. And that if they got to 50,000, maybe even said 30, I can't listen. Should I? I'm not going to look it up. He said something like he was expecting basically half the building. And if they even got to 50, he'd be like, wow, crazy, good stuff champagne all around but they didn't they sold they've sold without before even the matches one match was announced they'd already passed 70,000 well over 70,000 now they're cracking through let's look it up right now let's look it up see if we can find an update WrestleMania in Philadelphia started their pre-sale. Fun stuff. Right now, they have 80,056 tickets distributed. They're set up for 84,000. They are coming in on the 80,709 set by WrestleMania 32. So they only need about seven. Hundred more tickets, and they're going to beat WrestleMania 32. Okay, so all those tickets were sold without a card. These people were not buying tickets. It was because it was just AEW, and they're in the market, and it's going to be the first show, and they've been wanting it. And I think Tony Khan was just always going, like I, I said this, he was always just going to book a solid AEW card. One, I don't even think he has the pieces, right, for dream matches. But, I mean, he did, and he was going to see, I mean, he was going to book Hangman and the Bucks versus some kind of righteous Dark Order combo for the like a six-man tag. What? So, <laughs> too many cooks in the kitchen. Going on record, too many cooks in the AEW kitchen right now. Tony, take the reins. But now looking at the card, like it's a fine card. It'll be a good card. I'm like, those are no matches that I see that I'm like, I mean, the women's match, yeah, it's going to be like, it's going to be clunky. You guess Ray in there, Britt Baker, and it's just, it's going to be clunky. That's my prediction. Uh, but here's my thing. It doesn't matter if the matches are even going to be bad. Why I've talked about, like, you should drop Jade Cargill in, or you should just have Ryan Danielson show up. Like, you should do all these different things because, look, these are people. I'm not, I don't want to disparage the British people. We know we got Willie out there who loves and adores this show. But I don't know if you guys ever saw some of those NXT shows in the UK. These people are freaks. They're chanting for Bailey. They're chanting for, and we know why they're chanting for Bailey. Okay, you you perverts. <laughs> but they're they're you know they pick out these people and they're chanting and they're there. The show's about. I mean, especially this one thing. The shows they're going to. The show's going to be about them and that they're there and that they're. And hey, this is. I'm going to regurgitate some stuff that uh, got lost to the ages in uh, vacation land. And all the tech, tech uh, mishaps. But, you know, people are going, oh, this show, it's not going to be historic. It's not like a dream show like it should be with all those people. Look, SummerSlam Wembley wasn't like, that's not his, like, it grew in esteem. Look at some of those. Let's look at some of these. I'm going to look it up. SummerSlam. This card. 
that is now so you know yes it's grown in esteem the atmosphere this you know all that that will happen to this show i promise you it should for the most part be a good thing for the company not a black eye not like oh why didn't they do this or that they're going with the hot hand it's mgf and mjf and adam cole that's the hottest thing they got going right now what else do you want like uh let's look at these matches here Jim Duggan and the Bushwhackers defeated the Mountie and the Nasty Boys. Wow, what a dream match. Papo Shango defeated Tito Santana. Wow, dream match. Legion of Doom defeated Money, Inc., Ted DiBiase, and IRS. Now, people do remember them coming down the aisle on the motorcycles. That's it. Nails defeated Virgil. Rick Martell and Shawn Michaels ends in a double countout. I remember Sensational Series outfit. That I do remember. Uh, the Natural Disasters defeated the Beverly Brothers. By the way, the only match to go past 15 minutes is the Legion of Doom match. That went 15 minutes, 10 seconds. Nails defeated Virgil in under four. That was on SummerSlam. Crush defeated Repo Man. Now, did you think that the Legion of Doom and Money, Inc. was a tag title match? No, it wasn't. It was Natural Disasters and the Beverly Brothers. Okay? The Ultimate Warrior defeated Randy Savage by countout for the WWF Championship. Yep. 28 minutes ends in a countout. The Underfaker... Uh, the Underfaker. <laughs> the Undertaker defeated Kamala by disqualification. Three minutes, 27 seconds. Tatanka defeated the Berserker. Five minutes, 46 seconds. And in 25 minutes and 40 seconds, the bold British Bulldog defeated Bret Hart for the Intercontinental Championship. I'm sorry. I'm just sorry. This was a show. I was there. I watched. <laughs> I was not like, oh, my God. It's a homecoming for the Bulldog. And if he wins, the whole country will be behind him. If anything, I probably wanted Bret to win. Uh, look, they're going to have moments for this crowd. I said it. They're going to have Tony Khan's a nerd. He's a wrestling nerd. He's going to have, I mean that in a good way, he's going to have fan service moments. These people are going to go home happy. They're going to get the AEW actions that they bought the tickets before any match was announced. They're going to get like Kenny Omega. They're going to get the Bucks. They're going to get the, They're going to get spots. They're going to get sequences. They're going to get hard hitting. They're going to get Moxley bleeding. They're going to get their money's worth. Everyone, I don't, the, it's kind of died down. I don't think the discourse was as bad as it was there for a little bit when the matches weren't announced. I think now the discourse is going to be like, these are the matches? It was always going to be like this, barring some injuries. Like Jamie Hader, I'm sure, was penciled in at one point for like a singles, right? Shit, it could have been Britt and uh, Jane versus Jamie or something like that. I don't fucking know. Uh, you know, I'm sure Brian Danielson was penciled in, you know, in a big match. He's broken arm. What are you gonna do? All right, I've talked about that. I gotta get through this rampage now. I'm going to pontificate. <laughs> you see all these stupid. Words. Uh, the best episode yet possibly i mean they've been great yes express one's opinion yes <laughs> yes i lifted up to be like god i'm running through all these words i almost think i have a thesaurus in front of me but i don't annoying pompous or dog yeah oh my god uh should we look up where we're uh all time wrestling show attendance Okay. So yes, pretty soon here, uh, all in is going to surpass. Uh, it'll it will be the biggest show of all time, which it is very funny. Be okay. I'll get to that. 
<laughs> it is kind of funny. I, again, you look back at SummerSlam 90 with like the esteem. We're like, let's look at WrestleMania 32. Let's look at that card. The the most attended wrestling show at 80,709 at, at AT&T Stadium. Let's just look at it real quick. Okay, where is it? Where's the card? Okay. Here are here are the cards. Here are the matches. This match was broadcast on the pre-show. I'm not even going to go through those matches. Do you want to hear these matches? We'll just go through pre-show. Callisto defeated Ryback for the United States Championship. Team Total Divas defeated Team Bad on the pre-show and Blonde. 11 minutes. Wow. The Usos defeated the Dudley Boys. Five minutes. Pre-show. Good job on the Usos. Look at them. Uh, Zach Ryder defeated Kevin Owens, Dolph Ziggler, The Miz, Sami Zayn, and Sin Cara and Stardust for his WrestleMania moment. 15 minutes, the Intercontinental Championship. Chris Jericho defeated AJ Styles. The League of Nations defeated The New Day. Six-man tag, 10 minutes. Brock Lesnar defeated Dean Ambrose in a match he Dean Ambrose hated. I did too. In a no-holds-barred street fight, 13 minutes. Charlotte defeated Becky. Imagine you're Dean Ambrose and you get a chance to wrestle in front of like 80,000 people. Oh my God, Maxley might just kill himself in this one. He and OC are going to be in some kind of wild death match. Come on, do it. Give him the moment that he wanted. Charlotte defeated Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks. Triple threat women's championship. 16 minutes. Um, The Undertaker defeated Shane McMahon in a hell in a cell. 30 minutes. Baron Corbin uh, won the Andre the Giant Battle Royal by eliminating Kane. Nine minutes. I cannot believe they put this in here. The Rock defeats Eric Rowan with Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt in six seconds. Come on. And then Roman Reigns defeats Triple H for the WWE Championship. He retained. I can't remember. I think Triple H had won the title by that point, so he won it back. 27 minutes. Not good. Not a good card. So who really gives a shit about like, it's so many people, you gotta have a dream show. Who gives a shit? Bye.